Harmon Killebrew is dead. Harmon Killebrew is dead. Harmon Killebrew is dead. Harmon Killebrew is dead. Number three, Minnesota Twins. Harmon Killebrew is going to die. That's sick and wrong. This is Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm your host, uh, one of your hosts, D. Simon, reporting from Rapture, countdown to the Rapture headquarters here in uh, San Francisco. And I'm Lance Wackerly, reporting from heaven. It's super scary up here, guys. You know, that's a load of bullshit, dude. Why the fuck would you get raptured and me just sitting here burning in internal damnation? You answered your own question. Um, <laughs> actually, as if, as, if I, as if I would be doing this podcast if I was raptured. Come on. Dude, you'd be the last person to get raptured that I know. You're an atheist. You're a deviant. You have probably like more hours of porn on your computer than anything else. Probably more uh, more porn than music. True. You know, I think that I think basically Wackerly, you would have the mark of the beast. I don't think I, I have the mark of the beast just by um, being you know slipping out of a Jewish vagina. Like I'm done, done. There's no there's no saving for me. Yeah, you I'm can just be pretty much done. You just have to renounce Judaism. Oh, would I really? Yeah. I didn't even know. I, I didn't think it was that easy. Oh, it's very easy. We don't care. Us Christian people. <laughs> I thought you had to be like baptized or something. Yeah, but you can Any, have that done. Anyway, it is the uh, rapture countdown here. And uh, what well, was it supposed to be? Six o'clock, right? Six o'clock Pacific Standard Time. Yeah, it's not six yet. It's three o'clock. So we still have three hours till uh, the the rapture, according to Oakland Minister Harold Camping. Yeah, it, old Harold Camping in his predictions of doom. Yeah, you know, he's not the only one who's predicted the end of days. But uh, apparently Harold Camping, though, has caused quite, quite a media frenzy. I mean, there's uh, people from around the world are uh, lining up like i mean i'm talking in laos i'm talking in south america people are just awaiting the rapture people well, have been you know, li- liquidating sport- their assets oakland doesn't have any good sports teams or anybody of note coming out of here so i guess we have one crazy pe- preacher that the entire world listens to well in case you've had your head up the ass your ass the past couple of weeks. Who's you probably ass? did not. <laughs> in case you've had your head inside your own asshole for the past two weeks. Or any ass. Prob- just an ass. Any, okay, your head inserted inside <laughs> a rectum so that you couldn't hear or see you know, the internet or any kind of newspaper. Then you might not know that uh, Harold Camping predicted that May 21st, today, at uh, 6 p.m., there's going to be an earthquake in New Zealand. And this will precipitate the the rapture. The rapture will begin at 6 o'clock, and then it will kind of, there'll be earthquakes throughout the world, all at 6 p.m. The one in New Zealand was supposed to happen at 6 p.m. local time? 
Uh, six, yeah, 6 p.m. local time, New Zealand. That's where it all started. Why New Zealand? I don't know why he mentioned that. That's uh, you know, it, it, it's funny to me that he uses this this reasoning. If he used a complex mathematical formula through the Bible, like he determined through the Bible, to come up with this one specific time. It's six o'clock, May twenty first. That's the rapture. Apparently, he used this formula before, unsuccessfully, back in nineteen ninety four, when he when Harold Camping, Oakland minister, predicted the rapture, and nothing happened. Do you think Harold Camping even speaks Aramaic or whatever, <laughs> or is he just reading the King James version? You know, I wonder. I, don't, I, don't, I, I think he's he must be reading. I bet you he's reading the Gideon version they find in his hotel after he's done with the prostitute. So he gets the prostitute first, uh-huh. and then uh, just picks up the Gideon, and that's when he makes his predictions. Now, is he trying to save the prostitute so she gets raptured with him, or she he just toss her away like a used comrag? I bet you he gets half off because he says he's trying to save her. <laughs> Isn't that what most priests tend to do? Yes, I would baptize the horrors in my own semen also. So what's interesting, Camping has, he works for Family Radio, which is a radio station based in Oakland, right by the uh, the, the Oakland International Airport. His radio and, te- radio and television shows are broadcast in dozens of countries, and his organization has paid for 5,500 billboards to advertise this rapture date. And and believe it or not, and this is what blows my mind, members of uh, his organization, Family Radio, and and his ministry uh, have donated their own life savings, their kids' college funds, their own assets, to buy billboards advertising the date of the rapture. That's a little misleading. Did every single one of his followers, or just like one or two? Because I bet a lot of them are hedging their bets. Well, one popular question here is, uh, did Camping sell his home? I mean, if he's going to be saved, does he need his home? Does he need his car? I don't know. Um, Did he give him one? No. Camping didn't sell his Alameda home, nor has he given away any of his possessions. Did did anybody ask him this question about why he's not following his own advice? He says God wants people to live every day humbly and evenly as the next. Oh, so you're not well, supposed what does to that give mean? away. I think a lot of people were just, uh, you know, they kind, of, they kind of assumed that they didn't need anything. <laughs> they should have listened to Harold instead of just going off half-cocked about the rapture. Six o'clock has already passed in New Zealand. And uh, there was I believe an earthquake. So. And six o'clock is yet to come in San Francisco, but there hasn't been any earthquakes throughout the world, so... Well, two things, though. If I'm the type of person... According to the logic of Harold Camping, if you take it literally, the rapture has not happened. Well, two things. First of all, if I'm the type of person who believes in this rapture rapture prophecy, I also am the type of person who doesn't really believe... is a little bit unsure about this whole round earth thing, and the time zone concept is a little difficult for me to get. Evolution just didn't happen. And And the other thing is that maybe... That's Satan is preventing the news of the disaster in New Zealand from coming to your ears in the same way that Jesus put dinosaur bones into the fossil record to test our faith in the Bible. How about that? So by Satan, do you mean that Rupert Murdoch is refusing to publish anything about this in Fox, like on Fox News or in the World Daily newspaper? No, no, I'm saying he's trying to publish, but Satan is inter—he's blocking the tubes— that are coming to your computer 
and uh, he's putting in his own fake news. I guess that makes about as much sense as Harold Camping's rapture prediction. Right. But yeah, that's my point. I mean, yeah. internally, it's logical. Well, I find it interesting that uh, that these people. Let's okay, going going with taking your theory into account. If the rapture does not happen, hypothetically speaking, six o'clock, we're still alive, and nothing happens the next day, and we did not experience the earthquake, and there was no rapture. How do these people rationalize their behavior this past week? How do how do these their family members like? Let's say your mom was a full devout believer of Harold Camping, and she was trying to give away her possessions to family members and friends. She wanted you to go proselytize with her outside the Safeway. What would you do, Wackerly? What wouldn't I? I wouldn't do that. <laughs> no, but I mean, what would you say to your mom on the next day? I would you be say like, any, I wouldn't say anything. The type of person who believes in that shit is not going to be argued with. Come on. You wouldn't make fun of your sister if your sister believed in this shit and was ready to die. What would be the point of making fun of her? Because, dude, you could be like, you are so, you are wrong. No, I would would not be talking to her to begin with. That's my point. (laughs) You would just be totally cut off. Yeah, yeah. I mean, shouldn't the president have this Harold Camping character in the White House, you know, if this is a a real thing, like telling us what to do, what not to do, to, I don't know, be calm or something? And this you guy's know, nowhere. If, he's nowhere to be seen. If Harold Camping was a popular rapper like uh, Common, then maybe he would be invited to the White House. But uh, this guy's completely insane, schizophrenic. I don't know. I don't you know. know. Or is he? Of... Or is he crafty like a fox? I mean, he got all these people to pay for his billboards. You know, he was skimming out of the billboard fund. How much does it cost me, to put up a fucking billboard? If you ask me, this is a media campaign, and I think it went off perfectly for him i mean he didn't have to buy he had his own followers donating this money buying advertisements for him nothing out of his own pocket he probably skimmed at least 15 percent yeah taking and, a salary uh, yeah. and across the world everybody I, is uh, talking about this i agree about the media campaign which is why we need to turn this media campaign in the direction it should be turned and call him on the carpet for being a fucking idiot because I, I don't know if you noticed if like NPR reported on fucking the 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 rapture and like the local newspapers, but they main they maintained this like totally even handed tone throughout the whole thing. What that it, it, they could actually they entertain the notion that it could actually occur. Uh, yeah, I believe that that's that's the way that I was hearing it, and or just that this is a news story and these people believe this, these people believe, and they think that this is happening. And there was no ridicule in any of these news reports, and I think it was sorely lacking. And especially now that it didn't fucking happen, the the guy needs to be ridiculed publicly and frequently. He needs needs to get the Donald Trump treatment that Obama gave to Donald Trump at the, the, uh, was that the White House Press Correspondence Center? Yeah, something similar to that. Although with the whole Donald Trump thing, I I think the news organizations gave him too much time to blather his fucking pie hole. But this guy, yeah. I, I want somebody to get this guy on 60 Minutes and fucking Morley Safer, whoever they got over there now, to be like, so, uh, hey, guy, what's the deal? <laughs> Didn't happen. Uh, got an explanation for that? You seem pretty certain beforehand, and now what? you're not. And, and you know, if he, if he does the whole I miscalculated thing that I guess he's done twice in the past, just be like, well, uh, did you check your work? Because <laughs> uh, well, what's, what's third time's a charm, buddy. <laughs> What's funny to me is that people continue to believe this. Like Seventh Day Adventists have predicted the end of the, 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 the 
founding members of the uh, Seventh-day Adventist Church have predicted the end of the times like three or four times that people still continue to believe just because they want to believe. But Harold Camping is 89 years old. End of days for him could be in three days. I mean, he's almost 90, dude. His end of days could be next week. So I, I don't know. I mean, if this dude was like 40 or if he was a little kid like the golden child and he was having like these visions, I think I'd be more apt to believe that than some 90-year-old fucking senile old git who has Alzheimer's that's predicting the end of the world and wants your money. I mean, I, I believe that the world is going to end sometime. <laughs> These people are retarded because they think that they can prepare for it. You know what would have been kind of funny to do, though? Maybe tomorrow morning or something? Is just run around and throughout the city, just put a bunch of shoes with, like, dry ice or smoke bombs inside of it. So it just looks like there's just shoes with smoke emanating. People yeah. just throw out in, like, random locations. Make a viral video go, out of it. And then go looting. Yeah. Make a viral video. That might, that might happen. Um, well, this is episode 277 of uh, Sick and Wrong. Could be the last Sick and Wrong ever if the rapture happens in three hours. So we'll we know don't, in three hours. We'll know in three hours. Will you get, it, up, will you get it uploaded by then? <laughs> uh, hopefully for the fans, for the fans. Uh, one thing you didn't notice, Wacker, is um, I was reading that whole story on my, my new iPad. My, oh my, my new God. iPad here. Do you see my it? My dear God. Are you jealous of the the iPad and the technology that that I master? Yeah, that and your, that and your pink dress that you're wearing, <laughs> both really making me green with envy. If you have an iPad, you kind of have to wear a pink dress at least three times a week and drive a Prius. Right. It's just uh, it's just they all kind of go hand in hand. It's, I, and your, ch- your chest tattoo of Steve Jobs' face is also incredible. On the body of a unicorn. Yeah, it's pretty rad. I like that. No, um, I would never buy myself an iPad. Um, I, the, the reason this podcast sounds so shitty, people, is that I'm recording off this shitty mic because I'm in San Francisco this week. I was up here for work. You're in the San Francisco and, uh, Rapture Bunker. Yeah, I'm in the Rapture Bunker. I was up here for the Rapture because what, what better place to spend the end of days than the, the city of iniquity of San Francisco? And so I'm using this really shitty microphone to record the show. kind of have no other choice. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, but when I got to uh, – I was in the office this week. It's the first time I've been in the office, God, in like three or three months, I think, since I've lived in Los Angeles. And um, – Everybody has iPads there. We know we all have iPads, and the, the work gave us an iPad. And so one of my coworkers, um, Frank, was like, hey, I got a gift for you. And I was like, really? He gave me this iPad, this iPad 1. And I was like, wow, dude, that's really cool. And then I find out the reason he gave me this iPad 1 is because Frank gets an iPad 2. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, so what? I'm getting your shitty fucking iPad 1 hand-me-down here. It reminded me of when uh, my father... Um, for Hanukkah, this is like, I think I was like a senior, maybe a freshman in college. He got me a VCR and he had wrapped it up in a box. It was in a box. It was all wrapped. And I was like, oh, dude, you know, dad, that's really cool. He's like, yes, David, I know you needed one. So I got you a VCR and I opened it up and it was the family VCR <laughs> and he bought himself a new VCR. It's kind of a similar experience. So I have an iPad one now. And You, you know uh, what I'd like as a gift? What? Some bumper music for, like, D's trip down Jewish memory lane. <laughs> <laughs> it could be, like, Hava Nagila or something. I think it should be more, like, something a little more melancholy, like uh, yeah. like the Incredible Hulk theme song. Yeah, I, but I, 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 want, I, want a, I want some Jewish ethnic twist in there. Is, it, and there. is there, like, a sad song from Fiddler on the Roof or something? 
there's got to be something in there. We we should try to incorporate that because uh, yeah. When I, when I reminisce about all the shitty cheap gifts that uh, my father gave me over the when years. When I was a young man. So regardless, regardless, I'm happy to have this iPad one here. But, you know, I got to say, dude, I would never buy myself one of these things. It's like a little kid's computer. How many like, times did you beat off on iPad porn? Dude, Steve Jobs said there won't be any porn. That's why he created the iPad, to destroy porn. No, you can definitely get porn on it. You can't play. I, I, I tried to go to UGIS. None of the videos work. I think there's special. Red 2, there's special, inoperable. There's special iPad porn sites, for sure. There are iPad porn sites. Yeah. I will find them. I mean, I'm going to probably make that my life's mission the next uh, three days. You mean you're going to Google? You're going to type iPad porn into Google? <laughs> nice life's mission, you loser. It's it's achievable, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Baby steps, all right? It's stuff I can actually accomplish, you know? Right. I don't make these lofty New Year's resolutions. Just, like call, it, just call it your weekly mission, not your life mission. <laughs> Well, anyways, it doesn't really matter. I'm probably going to get raptured. So, yeah, I'm going to probably uh, do some updates. You know, if you if you want to know any facts, wackily, like on the spot, I'll just pull out the iPad and I'll be able to disprove all your bullshit theories um, because I have an iPad now. All right. So, uh, you know, before I'm gonna, I used you know, to, I'm going to told you to do that. Oh, no, it's like, you know, next time you say something that's completely inane and uh, it doesn't sound like it's based in fact in any way. I'll just pull out my iPad and I'll say, hey, you know, Wackily, as a matter of fact, Wikipedia says you're wrong. Really? Yeah, I just want to let you know that. What? Why don't you Wikipedia how small your penis is? <laughs> <laughs> iPad? <laughs> how small? Okay. All right. Moving on. Moving on. So, people, uh, bear in mind this podcast is probably going to be shitty because – or sound shitty. The audio quality isn't going to be comparable to our usual shows because I'm in uh, Rapture headquarters here in San Francisco. I don't know. The, the first 18 minutes have been incredible. <laughs> they certainly have. Uh, so, Wacker, yeah, as I said before, this is episode 277 here. The Rapture Countdown Show is sick and wrong. A quick recap of last week's show, episode 276. We did three listener stories. Uh, the first one was uh, When Living Statues Attack. Uh, the second one was The Reckless Decisions of a Topless Woman. That was a Wackerly chosen article. I submitted that one myself. I'm sure it probably won. Uh, it didn't. And the third story is The Homeless Man Beheads the Granny Tourist in uh, the Canary Islands. Uh, you know, you can't really compete with that story. Yeah, that's why mine didn't win. Yeah, I think it is. I think if if it was been a normal week, you know, and that didn't happen, um, I think your story would have won. But uh, now that this, you know, and I love how there's all this like new information coming out about that. Like the dude actually walked into a store and said, "Hey, I need a machete about this big, like two feet long," and they're like, right. "Okay, here you go," and just I gave it to that. him. They just walks over and chops her head off. Yeah, it was great. Um, there's even video coming out about it. So congratulations there, uh, listener three, who sent that uh, homeless man bed granny tourist story. You won episode 276. I think his name is DJs. And uh, you you uh, get your own sick and wrong care package. Uh, people, you can submit your sick and wrong stories to sickandwrongpodcast at hotmail.com or uh, submit them via Facebook or the forum. Um, and people, you know the way the way the show works? You send us the stories. We present them here on the show. Audience votes. Winner gets a sick and wrong care package. We got some good stories here for this week, episode 277. Before we get to that, 
Quick word from our sponsor, Audible.com. All right, now, people, uh, you might as well take advantage of this incredible deal over at Audible. Sick and wrong, special, fantastic deal. Um, if you listen to the show and you like to read, you should stop reading and you should start listening to your books because that's pretty much what people do now. Um, you know, it's yeah, exactly. It's like you can listen to your book while you're on your iPad, and uh, you can download. You know, you can download your audiobooks to your iPad and you can listen, but you don't need to read. You don't need to don't, waste time I reading. I don't know if iPad ones have that capability. I think you can only pretty much do one thing at a time. I think if you had an iPad two. You could probably, like, if you had an awesome, an actual, real, like, cool iPad, the 2, the iPad 2, you could probably do both of those. You could, like, watch the internet and listen to a book. (laughs) The 1 won't do that. So you have an iPad 0, which means you can't do anything on the iPad 0. But on the iPad 1... I can do a little bit more than you can, but not as much as the iPad 2. So I'm I have an I'm iPad. Cool. I have an iPad Mini. <laughs> 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 That's basically what that thing is. It's just a really big phone. Yeah, reminds me of the cell phones from the 80s, which you just can't call on it. Mm-hmm. But anyway, you can listen to your audio books on it, or you can listen to your audio books on your iPhone, or your or your i your iPad, your iPod. God, I'm getting these mixed up. I pooed. Anyway, go to audiblepodcast.com slash diddle and order one or two of a thousand science and tech titles, science fiction, fantasy titles. You get one free book when you sign up today. Audiblepodcast.com slash diddle. Well, uh, yeah, as I mentioned, we received a number of, uh, of great listener submissions here this week. So let me kick off episode 277 with the first listener story. This story was sent in by Harold Vagina. Vagina? I'm not sure. Harold Vagina. Okay. I think that's a made-up name. You think Doesn't so? Doesn't it? Harry Vagina. Harry Vagina. Harry Vagina? Bo- Harry ba- Harry yeah, Harry. Ba- yeah, it could be. It could be Bagina. Bagina. I'm not sure. Okay. Anyway, he uh, Harold Vagina. Harold Vagina writes, this sounds like Wacker's M.O., the strange case of the I'm getting, mystery. I'm getting criticized from a guy called Harry Bajani. <laughs> <laughs> the strange case of the mystery anima. Call the mystery mobile. It's a case that we need we need we need the teens to solve. The but teens yeah, and their dog. But doesn't the mystery anima come from the mystery mobile? <laughs> I think the mystery anima might be administered by the members of the uh, the mystery mobile. Uh huh. Which would be the um, gang. Or Shaggy. Or Fred. <laughs> I actually wouldn't mind if Daphne gave me an enema. She, I always found her found her kind of attractive. I would fuck Velma. Yeah, I bet Velma she seems like a big orange sweater off. She's kind of hot. Yeah, but she, but she looks like she kind of had a slamming body. She kind of had that like indie nerd, nerd rocker thing going on with her. She also kind of seems like she could be a dominatrix. So, you know, administering forced enemas would be right up her alley. Right up your yeah, the, the other day I was uh, perusing a porn site, not on my iPad because I didn't have the iPad then, but I was just on a regular computer, and I came across uh, clips on RedTube of an actual porn for Scooby-Doo. They made a, a live-action porn um, from Scooby-Doo, and the chick that played Velma was quite hot, but you know what's interesting is Shaggy 
Still didn't get to shag Velma or Daphne. He had to shag a chick wearing a Scooby-Doo suit. <laughs> <laughs> it was, I was like, you know what, dude? I would be pissed. There, I think Shaggy kind of got a bum rap. There was no Scrappy-Doo in there, right? Because that would be like child porn. Yeah, that's, you know, Wackley, you always got to take it to that. You know what? I'm going to take my iPad out and find out if. <laughs> See if there's any scrappy do porn. Scrappy do porn. <laughs> All right, anyway, okay. So the strange case of the mystery enema is what uh, Wackley and I are going to solve here in this week's Sick and Wrong. Veteran police officers in Sonoma County, which is north of San Francisco here, uh, were dumbfounded by a difficult to classify act that may or may not have been a crime. On the afternoon of Saturday, or Sunday, May 1st, a 53-year-old Sonoma man who's visually impaired, uh, that is, he could not see well, if at, or if at all, actually, because uh, um, he's been visually impaired most of his life, he was standing in his apartment when a woman knocked on his front door, unannounced and completely unexpected. The woman told him that she was there to give him an enema. Because the man had recently undergone intestinal surgery, he thought that that explained her presence and didn't think it was strange. (laughs) She guided him to the bedroom, had him drop his pants, lay face down on the bed, and then she gave gave the man an enema and promptly left. Mm -hmm. You know, know, Wackley... A likely story. This kind of sounds, though, like a fantasy for most dudes. A woman showing up at your house? Yeah. Okay, a woman showing up at your house, and even enema, I mean, they have enema porn. It's like a whole, uh, it's, it's a whole genre of like S and M porn. So you're saying it's a, it's a fantasy for a small subset of sexual deviants? Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, I, but I just, I'm just saying on whether they're deviant or not. I think it's a deviant act, but they probably don't consider themselves a deviant. No, a no, deviant no. activity. Deviant, they don't consider themselves never deviants. Never consider themselves deviants. But there's, there's like, a lot of guys, I think. There's a lot of people that would be turned down by this. Like, okay, let's, let me just say, let's, let's say if Helen Mirren showed up at your house wearing a naughty nurse outfit saying she wanted to give you an enema, would Whoa, you say no? mama. <laughs> I would consider it. Does she ever get that? Naughty nurse outfit, a lot of cleavage. No, the tits need to come out before she's putting anything in my butthole. I'm sure that could be a. I'm sure that could be a range. Okay, what, what I'm, I'm game. That, I'm game. I'll try it once. I've never tried it before. Maybe I will like it. Well, that's what I was wondering. How do? I, yeah, I don't think. I mean, I must have had an enema as a kid. But how how do enemas work? Is it kind of like an ass douche, right? Sure. I mean, what, what do they do? Did they you shove a tube up your ass? <laughs> yeah, there's a little. Uh, there's a. There's a. What would you call that? Uh, you know, there's a probe end <laughs> with a with a uh, a smooth tapered end. And then but what do they? Put it? Is it like it's water? It's is, hot water. I thought it was like baking soda and diet sprite or something. It's, is there? Are you sure it's hot? Just hot water? That's, that's if you if you have a special case. <laughs> if you really bought that, <laughs> they make a volcano out of your ass. Yeah, vinegar and baking soda. <laughs> Just explodes. You know, I kind of wish my uh, sister was here because my sister is probably the uh, the, the mistress of, of self-administered enemas. She says she does it all the time. Hmm. I was like, why? She goes, if I'm constipated, she goes, why hold it in you? She goes, you just give yourself an enema and just clears, clears out the tubes. Well, since you're alone in her apartment right now, why don't you go back into the bathroom and grab it? 
I do not want to find my sister's enema. That's kind of like, that's overstepping the boundary, you know. It's the sibling boundaries. Like, I, I support her. I don't want her to be constipated. But at the same time, I'm not going to aid in removing the constipation. If she were to be, you know, God forbid, in a car accident, would you would you assist with the enemas if she weren't allowed to uh, or able to administer her own enemas self-wise? That's her boyfriend's responsibility. Don't you think? Uh, what if her boyfriend wasn't around? If he wasn't around, I think, you know what I would probably do? I'd probably hire like a homeless person and just say, hey, can you give my sister an enema? I'm going to give you 20 bucks and I'll buy you a couple 40s. I'm surprised you didn't go to uh, Jeffrey because he's he has a lot of experience with buttholes. Yeah, Jeffrey is a butthole authority. <laughs> he's a butthole, <laughs> at least he's a butthole enthusiast. At least at he is a butthole aficionado. I guess I, I probably should have gone to Jeffrey first. Jeff, Jeffrey could probably administer a mean enema. And, and, I'm sure he's and done quickly, it more than once. he doesn't. You know, he doesn't mess around with the instructions or anything like that. Well, you know, this woman actually did it pretty quickly. The whole episode took. Only a minute and a half. I think it's funny uh, that you, a, I think it's funny that you still think she's a woman. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess you don't know for sure. But the guy said the the guy said she she was a woman. I mean, the guy said he could barely see her, but she probably smelled like a woman. Oh, spoke like hello, a woman. blind person. I, I'm a I'm a female here to give you your enema. <laughs> Rackley, you almost do that too well. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying. Have you been to Sonoma lately? I'm just saying. In no conceivable universe are women going around enema raping unsuspecting dudes, but men are. I, I'll totally believe that men are doing that, and I, I don't put it past them to pretend to be a woman if the guy is blind. Yeah, I mean, all, if the guy's blind already or could like you know par- has partial sight, all the guy really needs is a shitty wig and like a you know a. Uh, uh, just a uh, gingham skirt. I don't think he really needs that much yeah. to, 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 to fool this guy. Probably doesn't well, anyway, need to shave. Uh, yeah. A day later, uh, the enema recipient began wondering Although, can about I say what... one thing? <laughs> <laughs> when I, when I become blind, I'm going to be a big proponent of that touching people's face thing. <laughs> just because I think it's funny and it makes people super uncomfortable. I think you could also, you touch people's faces just to gauge their reaction, but can't you just kind of slip and accidentally touch a breast? I'd be slipping all the time. I would, I would slip and go for the vagina. I would, <laughs> I would, I would have no fucking qualms. Because I'd be like, I'm blind. You can't be mean to me. You can't hate me. Look at me. I'm blind. It's pathetic. Yeah. Oh, I need to touch your face. I need to see, I need to see quote unquote, what you look like. It's not groping when you're blind. No, no, I'm just, it's that's how like I see the sensory, world. Yeah, it's like sensory output, you know? It's like, that's how I see the world. Right. My fingers are my eyes. I, I, had, I, once I became blind, had to drop my inhibitions of human contact that, that you sighted people have, sir, and madam. <laughs> and that's why I go to the strip club every night. I am. But I'm not just talking about women. Even men, I'll just be touching the shit out of their face just to be, like, just to be an asshole. Like, even people that I fucking know well, like, oh, let me, let me see your, like, you fucking touched my face a hundred times already. You don't need to again. And I'll just be like, but I do. I do. You're so not hanging out when you go blind. Well, that's part of my point. I can get rid of all my annoying friends for once and for all. Well, um, 
I guess uh, he was wondering about what had happened to him, but he didn't take any action. Then finally he felt compelled to shed some light on the experience, so he contacted the police. An investigating officer promptly called the man's doctor and was told that no enema had been prescribed, ordered, or approved. Uh, they turned the case over to the domestic and sexual assault unit, but they have yet to make sense of the caper. Uh, one one more fact here about this uh, about this article is that there's been there's been evidence that fatal enemas have been implicated in conspiracy theories surrounding the deaths of Napoleon Bonaparte and Marilyn Monroe. So really, I don't know. I've never but, heard that before. I was worried about that. What, what, how do you have a fatal enema? Is that all, like yeah, you, what is a fatal enema? Is, is that when you like use vodka instead of uh, whatever it was? Uh, just booty, salt water, bump. <laughs> saline solution. It's just water, for God's sake, for a hundred times. If you just use uh, Jägermeister <laughs> instead of just hot water, <laughs> that's a German enema. Rat poison. I don't know about yeah. these fatal enemas. I, I think this guy was involved. He knew this person ahead of time. I think his friend like hired the person for him, like for his birthday or something. Well, the most important story, part of the story never came out. I mean, did he have a nice BM afterwards? Is he all cleared he out? Have, yeah, he must have been cleared out. I mean, it only took a minute and a half. Uh-huh. So let's just uh, suspend disbelief here and think that um, a woman is going around and administering enemas that are unprescribed. Uh, to unsuspecting males, I guess it is kind of sick and wrong. I mean, I would be if, it, and especially if it's a guy dressed up as a woman. Yeah, I, I don't want to know. suspend that. I still believe it's a guy, but I still can rate the story. I, I mean, what kind of a what kind of a guy gets off on that? You think he's masturbating the whole time under his gay yeah, skirt? <laughs> It's quite a, quite a possibility. I think just the fact that someone would actually, you know, have the uh, the moxie to go do that. I mean, I'm, I'm just surprised. It's like they obviously have an enema kit with them, show up, don't even provide any uh, identification or cards. I mean, if someone came to my door and said, hey, I'm here to give you the enema, I would be like, you know, I got to see at least an naughty nurse outfit. Does he have lube? He must. He must he have something. Dry, I mean, he just bareback that thing right in. Dry tube. Dry tube of him. You know, I'm going to give this a four and a half because I, it, since it's if it was a man that did it, then I would probably give it a five for sure. But the fact that it's a woman and she's probably wearing some kind of a naughty nurse outfit, four and a half. It's not a woman and there's no naughty nurse outfit. It's a dude that maybe has a dress on and I give it a five. <laughs> This story was sent in by Sky. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, Sky. Some guy with a name of a cloud. <laughs> or the realm of clouds. Uh, and it's really hard to do. Because it's a good story. I'll give you the headline right now. Stunning medical procedure saves a boy's baseball dream. But I'm going to warn you that this article has a lot of uplifting and inspirational you know, direction to it, which I, I just can't read as a sick and wrong story. So I'm going to so it's a, so it's a feel-good story. It's a it's feel-good feel good story, story. But oh my God, the photo is extremely disturbing. So this kid, he's 10 years old. Or no, he was 10 years old. His name was Dugan or Duggan. D-U-G-A-N Smith. I got Smith. <clears throat> he had cancer in his thigh bone. It was like the size of a softball or a grapefruit or something. Hey, and, wait, Wackily, but before you continue... 
Do you remember the show Doogie Howser? Yes. Was Dugan like the, the, the full name of Doogie? Why don't you check your fucking iPad and stop bothering me? All right, I'm just going to be on the iPad over here. You carry on. I'll keep talking. You look that up. And while you're at it, find out what Boner's real name was. Um, well, as happens when you have cancer and you're a kid, you got to get that shit cut off, like the entire leg, right? Because it was in his thigh. Uh, that was certain. And, but he had three options. One was to get a cadaver bone, which I think would kick ass. No pun intended. Dude. Okay, you know what? I'm just uh, I'm gonna stop here because every time I type in Doogie, it auto corrects it to Cootie, uh-huh. and I'm done. I'm done using this iPad. <laughs> What's Cootie? I don't know. It just keeps <laughs> auto correcting me when I'm typing Doogie, and well, it keeps it keeps changing it to Cootie, and it's ruining my search and it's frustrating. Carry on with the story. <laughs> Maybe you should get an iPad too. Like a real man. <laughs> he could get a cadaver bone. The second option was a metal bone with a mechanical knee. Also awesome. You can become the Terminator. Why wouldn't you do that? Um, Dugan's father thought, and his Dugan's father's name is Dustin. <laughs> Jesus Christ, these people. Uh, he figured that that was the way to go. The metal leg part, you know, inserted and becoming a cyborg for life, which is fucking awesome. I have to say it again. But well, you know, okay. um, it was going to give his given, son some pain, but it would give him decent mobility. If given the choice to either have a cadaver's limb attached to your own body mm-hmm. or versus getting like just a the bone, si- like a, a bone. Okay, a cadaver's bone inside your body or versus getting like some kind of bionic attachment. Right. Why would you choose a cadaver? Because the cadaver could have been like a fucking badass assassin or something that had to be mowed down by the government, but they needed to send like eight, 18 special forces. Guy- I guess what I'm saying is I thought I could get Bin Laden's leg. <laughs> <laughs> He's too tall, though. It would be like I'd have one really long leg if that happened. He could also be a serial pervert, and then you got to go around and you have a pervert's leg. Well, it's a roll of the dice, but if you yeah. had Bin Laden's leg, you could get laid. You'd be like, hey, hey, babe, look at this. You know what that is? It's Bin Laden's leg on my body. Yep, yep. Okay, you can blow me in the bathroom, sure. Hey, that would be impressive. I, I just think it would be kind of cool having, like, you know, maybe attached, like, a Bigfoot leg or something or, like, some kind of, like, raptor claw. Oh, I mean, you can almost cross, get anything. You're going cross species on me. I'm just saying. It's like you get a peg. You could get, like, uh, you know, like a machine gun, like that uh, Quentin Tarantino movie. Sure. So there's a lot of options rather than just choosing a cadaver bone. Well, here's the option that I wouldn't have picked. <laughs> Having my lower part of my leg sewed onto my hip, but in reverse, so that my ankle would become my new knee. And then, this yeah, is I'm, an I'm trying procedure. to picture this. This is an actual procedure. Oh, there's a picture, and you can post it with the uh, on the website. It's called rotation plasty, and uh, it's not very uh, common, but they do do it. And I guess making your ankle a reverse ankle, your knee, will give you the best muscle control and mobility of all three, even though. It's incredibly painful to do, 
it's uh takes a super long time to like go through your physical therapy and actually and figure out how to use it backwards and your it's, leg is backwards and yeah you become this freak of nature that <laughs> makes like small children and women go running screaming the other way when they see you how old is this kid well, he was 10 uh, when he made this decision, and now he is 13. And apparently he's a... Uh, oh, and he, why did why did this kid do this, right? Why did he make the freakish choice? Because I guess he's really into baseball. Like, really into baseball. Which, you can be a, an obsessive over baseball and, like, collect baseball cards if you have a, a metal fucking badass Terminator leg, right? Dude, or I mean, why would be, you like, get, a like, statistician a... or... Coach. Why would you get like a metal leg to enhance your performance? Because it doesn't. Because it, it's not the, the mobility, like the control and mobility of the metal leg is not such that you can, uh, you know, when you're running out to home and you're feeling something foam, or if you're running into second and you're feeling something unpleasant, or, you know, if you were sliding into third and you feel a great big turd, diarrhea <laughs> diarrhea uh i think i missed a base in there but yeah anyways. i don't know where you're going with this <laughs> you, you can't read, run the, I... you can't run the bases and be a, a star baseball player unless you turn yourself into a reverse half-legged ankle kneed freak Would you but apparently upset? now he's 13 and he's on the junior high school baseball team He's not a designated hitter or a pinch hitter, which one person might think if, you know, some guy couldn't run very well or, or chase around the balls. Uh, but he is a regular spot in the lineup, and it's been that way for more than a year now, although one wonders if he has a sympathy spot on the baseball team. I would say so. He limps noticeably. Uh, his left leg is designed to be longer, so his right leg can grow to match it because his, uh, you know, this freak leg isn't going to grow anymore. Uh, and, uh, for all intents and purposes, I guess he's doing all right, except that he looks like a mutant. This is a tragic story. I'd say this is more of a tragic story than the guy that got the enema. Right, but, but that's only because I told the story my own way, because if you read this article... I mean, it's all hearts and flowers and bunny rabbits and iPad 2s. But that right there, therein lies the crux of the issue. They're trying to make this like this feel-good story, and they're like trying to fill this kid with optimism and hope and say, hey, you know what? You can still play baseball, and you're not a freak, and you are. The kid's a freak. As soon as he realizes by the time he's like 15, he's never going to have any kind of career in baseball. Instead, he's just going to have to live his life as a backwards-legged freak that's never going to get laid. He's never going to even be able to wear shorts. It's like this kid, his life is ruined because of this poor choice made at 10 because he thought he could play baseball. If I was blind <laughs> and I didn't have any arms or hands and I had a reverse freakish foot knee leg, <laughs> I would touch everybody's face with my reverse gross re-sewn on foot all the time it would be awesome <laughs> just run around just oh, with i'd be this, like, like oh i need to feel you with my reverse gross foot because i don't have any har har harms or ands hands or arms and i'm blind i don't all think i, say I don't think anybody's Mazel telling Tov. him that he's not a freak because he's clearly well, a freak i just say mazel tov to his parents and the doctors for filling this kid with a false sense of hope 
because he's never going to get laid, and they've created a mutant. Because of that, I'm giving this five stars. Right, but he, remember, he's playing sports. And what do we always say about when people call in, you know, nerds in high school, they can't fucking get laid, and, ah, eh, should I write her a comic book or a, a science fiction story about my lover? <laughs> no, we always say play sports or be in a band, and this dude wanted to play sports because maybe he has, knows he has no music ability. He's 13. He doesn't know any better, dude. By the time he's 16, he realizes that he actually sucks, and no one really feels sorry for him anymore. I don't know. He's not. He's going to be sitting the bench. Maybe be a water boy, and uh, yeah, and he's not going to get laid. And he's going to be a bitter man. This is the type of guy that will go on killing politicians when he's 24. Well, that that's cool. Yeah, I'm just saying. <laughs> he's going to be a bitter, sick, and wrong fan. Just watch out. Five stars for me. I, I wish him the best, but uh, and I and I think he did make the right decision. <laughs> Just because I'm keep looking at this picture, and he's got this big smile on his face and his reverse freak leg, and I got it. <laughs> it's kind of incredible. He's like an ultimate circus freak, and he's embracing it. And I get behind him on that. I give this uh, three and a half stars because it's not all that sick and wrong. I think he made the right decision. Although I'm going to have nightmares about this picture later on. The only cool thing about a leg like that is you could scare the fuck out of your sister. Every, I would love that. Every, it'd be great on Halloween. I would just sit yeah. on the front porch, and I would hang the candy bowl from the end of the foot. Oh, such yeah. fun. Maybe I'll just have this done anyways. <laughs> so the uh, third listener story here uh, came in from Andy. Andy writes, hey, Dean Lance, you're going to wish you worked for this company. There's no death in this story, but I think you guys could uh, will enjoy it. As always, keep up the good work, Andy. Um, you know what? I don't, I don't know if this really qualifies as a sick and wrong story. I think it's um, it's definitely different from the the norm from our standard fare. Oh. But I felt it uh, it definitely bears mention. You probably already heard this story. It kind of made the news. Insurance firm held sex party for sales reps. A Hamburg, a Hamburg insurance company has admitted organizing a sex party or orgy for its 100 best representatives. Who the hell is having their hamburger insured? Just eat it. <laughs> and be done with it. But I'm bummed. Uh, we're around 20 prostitutes are on hand, complete with color-coded wristbands to indicate who could use them and what they've done so far. <laughs> who could use what? The prostitute? Yeah, no, it was like, um, if you ask me, I think this is a great idea for a rapture party. You know, a lot of these atheists are having these rapture parties because they're snarky and they're poking fun at this rapture prediction. I think this would be an awesome rapture party. You know, instead of like, um, you know, instead of just drinking beer and having a kegger, Mm. it's like having uh, uh, prostitutes with color-coded wristbands. Sounds expensive though. Aren't aren't most atheists like broke ass broke dick losers that live in a basement? Actually, we call them critical thinkers, Wackerly. <laughs> and skeptics. Aren't aren't most critical thinkers and skeptics broke dick losers who have like four roommates and uh haven't lost their virginity and they're almost 44? Yeah. Yes. Actually, Not all, yes. but most. <laughs> So I don't know if they're having some big prostitution sex party. No, but I, I kind of do wish I worked for this company. Um, I think it would have been – I definitely would have liked this incentive trip. So they do this incentive trip for the most successful sales reps 
at uh, this insurance company called Hamburg Monheimer. Uh, it took place in Budapest in June 2007. According to a couple of particip- participants who've uh, spoken to the Business Daily, Handelsblatt. They described how the historical uh, thermal baths here in Budapest, uh, Gellert uh, thermal baths, were turned into an open-air brothel for the reps. Uh, all the men, um, yeah, the, the, the hundred guys there were all men, and they all were assumed to be heterosexual. <laughs> so you know, what's interesting is they call this an incentive trip, which leads me to believe that must happen every year. Sounds like it. It's an incentive for you to, uh, you know, meet your quota, and instead of, and this is your bonus, you get to go to these brothels and have a bunch of Eastern European hookers. I thought the eurozone was all like way more enlightened than uh, you know the United States. And how how do they have this big insurance company where all the sales reps are men? Well, that's what kind of uh, makes me laugh. Well, I don't know if all the sales reps are men. The the men that get rewarded on this incentive trip. Or the, the reps on this incentive trip are men. Just the good salespeople are men. <laughs> that I can believe. Well, I think that, I think what it is is this must happen every year to the chagrin of the female sales reps. Because well, I bet you they I don't mean, get anything except for maybe like a yeah, I don't know, like a new whisk or a mixer or something. I was I Whereas, was thinking they might get they all get a share a hotel room and watch Sex in the City and eat candy. Something like. Quite possibly Maybe a box of chocolates or something. Whereas the men get hookers, but it kind of cracks me up because the other day I was uh, speaking to a friend of mine, and she was telling me how she's done with American men and she's taking a trip to like Switzerland or something to go who meet the, a year. Who the fuck was this? That told, give me the initials. My friend Aaron. I know I've spoken to my, my yes, friend Aaron. You've met her before. So Aaron was saying, she's like, I'm done with American men. European men know how to treat women. And I'm going to go over there, and that's I'm going to meet a European man, and I'm done with American men. And I was like, you know what? Maybe it's the type of men that you date, because Europe, European men are assholes, too. Yeah, can, can you, think... can you uh, remind me the next time I see her to tell her the story about my French roommate who jizzed on our on female <laughs> roommate's bed while while she was gone and then left a rose on top of his fucking semen and then well, denied I'm, doing it. All I'm saying is that, uh, you know, everyone say, like pictures Europe as this egalitarian society. They're enlightened and uh, women are as free as men to uh, work in the workplace. You know what? We don't have sex parties. We don't reward our sales reps with, you know, to take them to a brothel. And uh, and give them free sex with twenty different hookers. Well, well sick, maybe well, we sick do. and wrong doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, At least I haven't been do. invited yet. But in, in Las Vegas, you know, it's 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 what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. That's I know. I'm I know that you and Sleazy E have been hanging out all week. I don't know what you guys have been getting up to, but I would hope that if something like a sex party would happen, a sick and wrong sex party, that I would be asked to come along. You'd be the first person. I'd invite. You could wear your uh, dark shades and pretend to be blind. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, a couple of people here were talking about it. They said uh, the people were searched at the entrance, like security checks at the airport. A second participant said that once everyone was settled, the ladies came in and showed us what they had. It was clear to everyone taking part that they were prostitutes. Yeah. Could you imagine if you're like a new guy at the company and your company's like, you know what, you did a really good job this year. We're going to go to uh, Budapest and uh, celebrate. You know, congratulations. And as soon as you get there, it's like, wow, 
dude, we get hookers. I would be so stoked. My company's never done anything like that. I really don't want to see my boss's balls. <laughs> if I can get through life without ever seeing my boss's balls, one of my life goals will be accomplished. So there's that. I guess I wouldn't want to see my boss's balls either. Hey, that, that's interesting. That's what I wonder about this story. And I guess this is going to go into when, when we rate how uh, sick and wrong it is. Keep in mind, you get to go shag these prostitutes, but you're shagging them in the same room as your co-workers. Yeah. So these are the same guys that you complain about having to hear them move their bowels in the bathroom with you. Oh, yeah. Now you're seeing them get the rocks off with a prostitute. That's weird. You gotta admit, that's weird. Plus, I mean, unless you really are fucking packing massive lumber and you know it, <laughs> are you really gonna take that, put yourself on the line for that kind of ridicule throughout the rest of the year? You know, that you bring out your little fucking pea shooter that's like the size of a, a pack of certs? Mints. So what are, you, what are you worried about your boss coming over and be like, Wackerly, you got a button on a fur coat down there. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm worried about. <laughs> or, you know, if it's cold out that day or something like that. So they confirmed a spokeswoman here for uh, that the for the company that owns Hamburg Mannheimer confirmed the basics. She says it's correct that in June there was an incentive trip to Budapest. Our research has revealed that around 20 prostitutes were present at an evening during this trip. Wait, so wait, wait, been... wait, stop before you go on. The public relations person who has to deal with the fallout of this is a woman? <laughs> yeah. <fucking> awesome. <laughs> oh, it's Europe, perfect. man. Perfect. Yeah, but you know she's just like, God fucking damn it. <laughs> she's got to be so annoyed. Livid. The ladies wore red and yellow wristbands. One group were there as hostesses, and the others were to fulfill any and every desire. There are also ladies with white wristbands, that were reserved for board members and the very best salesmen. Those are the grannies. <laughs> Those are like the, the super hot chicks. Like the chicks that were like had great bodies and their teeth were actually decent. <laughs> I don't think that has anything to do with them being super hot. I think those were the ones that didn't have VD. <laughs> <laughs> You know, they said that there are markings on the different wristbands that showed what they were doing with all the different uh, participants or what they've already done. The prostitutes so you can tell, the like, guys? The prostitutes. Like, Gross. you can tell that pro that prostitute's already given five blowjobs and had sex three times. I actually kind of want to know that information. Well, that, I mean, I'm just not fucking anything there, then. Because I'm like, you okay, know, she's given, you know, seven blowjobs, and it's my, my boss is smiling over that. Like, no. I don't want. About, I don't want the sloppy seconds from my coworkers that I know. Yeah, I would be a little upset about that because I'd be like, I would know in my mind that I just had, you know, my coworkers sloppy seconds. My coworker that I absolutely hate to be around that that sniffs all day at work. Yeah, and uh, you know, talks like extremely loudly on the phone. I just know I just had that guy's sloppy seconds. It's like you're touching each other's dicks to dick, dick to dick. I mean, I might as well just give the guy an enema. Yeah, with your cock. You know, I just. <laughs> so here's all how it all went down. There were four poster beds that were set up on either sides of the thermal baths. Anyone could go to one of the beds 
with uh, one or two of the ladies and do what they wanted. The ladies were marked with stamps on their forearms after each meeting. So it was recorded how often each lady was frequented. So you would know. I mean, you would know what was going down there. I wonder, what if you balked? What if you're like, you know what? I'm just going to just kind of hang out and watch. Do you think you would be you'd be criticized and ridiculed for that? Pussy! <laughs> yeah, for sure. what, what do you think would be worse? Like showing your dick and, and looking at your boss's balls or just being like, no, I'm not down. I'm not going to. I'm just going to hang out here and drink. It's a devil's dilemma. I mean, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't at that point. Yeah, I, I just wonder. I think in that situation, though. I'd probably just jerk off on one of their girls' faces because you're, you're dominating. You're showing dominance, but, you know, you don't have crabs. That's the upside. I think I would have I think I would have been like a when in Rome mentality. It's like I'm here. Yeah. I might as well do it. Yeah. You know, and it's just, and then, uh, you know, I don't think I'd go crazy. I don't think I'd be doing like the, the human centipede with like, you know, my boss and like three girls. I think I'd just be, okay, I'm just going to shag this one girl really quickly and then put my pants on and go over and have a drink and then just be like, yeah, 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 shag that one. You would just be, you'd be very reserved and cool about your fucking prostitutes in front of all your coworkers. You'd be like, yeah, yeah you know, uh, oh, just trusting, but not really into it. Or, yeah, oh, yeah, sure. Kind of like when you're like when you're at a work party and they're passing around all the hors d'oeuvres. And you just, you don't really want the fucking hors d'oeuvre, but you take one and, and then when they come around again, you're like, oh, I had one still. I only ate half of it and it's cool. Well, you, you know, you don't want to be that person that tries to eat every fucking hors d'oeuvre. No, you don't want to go to – we've talked about this too at the office holiday parties. You don't want to go to excess. You don't want to bang every single prostitute there. You just want to do like one or two. I think we call, that, like, we call that shooting the moon. <laughs> I kind of wonder if there's only four beds, there's a lot of fucking going on in the same bed because there's 100 dudes here and 20 prostitutes. Do you think you'd just be sitting there like thrusting away, banging this chick from behind, talking to your boss the whole time about like, yeah, you know uh, – that was a great proposal you made the other day. That was yeah. it's, 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 it's totally sounds like it might work. And if I, mean, I, I wonder if you're making if was, small talk. If I was your blind boss, I'd be touching your face. <laughs> yeah. You're not invited to my work retreat. How about those third quarter returns? <laughs> yeah, yeah you, you can touch my face. It's fine. It's fine. I know you're blind. It's just a special case. So the newspaper reported here that the participants whose statements were taken on oath said that many of the general reps and managers who were at the party still worked for the firm. So I think there was a bit of a fallout, and they knew it was a violation of the company's rules, but I don't think anyone was canned. Hmm. I think Europe is so enlightened that they're like, you know what? You guys did a good job. We're going to get you some hookers. It's fine. Uh, Whereas here we have to do it in secrecy. Well, they seem pretty worked up about this Dominique Strauss Khan guy, and I'm just worked up about a guy whose name is Dominique. I mean, come on, that's a, this that's, is a, the, uh, that's a prostitute name right there. This is a French economist guy, right? That uh, raped the chambermaid. Well, allegedly, <laughs> allegedly raped the chambermaid. You know what I thought was funny about it is uh, I heard. Another French guy, a French philosopher that came to his defense and said, you know, I find it really shocking that a chambermaid would be by herself in the room of a, of a hotel guest. There should be two of them. <laughs> Did you hear about that? Uh, I heard about that guy making a bunch of outlandish comments, but I didn't catch that specific one. 
But remember, yeah, right? remember how much shit the French gave us because like of the whole Monica Lewinsky thing. Why are why aren't we dishing that back in their direction? We probably should, but they were. I think they were mocking us because of our puritanical uh, behavior. Right, but now the whole country of France is going crazy about this dude too. I guess we kind of are as Americans. We yeah, no, I think we are too. I mean, I think we're a bit shocked by it. So, on the sick and wrong star scale, it's a difficult story to actually uh, to, to to judge here because is it that sick and wrong? to uh, attend, to be rewarded for your efforts as an employee? I mean, is it that sick and wrong to go to a strip club? I think the sick and wrong aspect is to see your coworkers naked. You know, balls in the mouth of some prostitute. And then have to work with them the next day and be like, dude, you're, yeah, you had some huge balls. Like, I I just think, I think it'd be really weird. I think that, for me, I think that would be kind of, kind of weird. I think there's like certain... There's certain like divisions that you need to have from your personal life and your professional life. So I, I don't know if I'd want to cross that. So I'm going to say, I'm going to give that four stars because it's kind of cool that you get hookers, but at the same time, I have to see my boss's butthole. I would give it four stars, but I'm taking away a half star for a meta reason. And that reason is that I saw this story, you didn't label it as such but i saw this story in a lot of blogs that called it a work orgy and when you read the headline work orgy you're like holy fuck like a whole office got together and they're all just fucking each other like the men and the women just got all their fucking clothes off at like the end of a friday and they fucked each other which is crazy, right? And you're just like, oh, I can't imagine that. It'd be so fucking bizarre and gross. And like, oh, you mean like Marilyn from accounting who has a giant gunch? She's just like naked in front of me. And it's like very, uh, like, uh, you know, it was a headline that was meant to draw people into reading the fucking blog post. But then you're like, this is not an orgy. This is a prostitution party. And it's just yeah, the this men is a from the office. Party. Yeah, it's a hooker party. Which is so, not did you feel underwhelmed? Like, were you just let down? Like, you it's read a, it? It's a decent enough story, but I do feel a little underwhelmed. I mean, the headline, the story did not deliver on the headline of, you know, office party orgy that I was So, following. you're pic- picturing, like, a bunch of office workers commingling in the copy room. Yes, exactly. Like, you know, they bring out the <laughs> birthday cake that everybody has to eat in their office, and then and then it's just all on. Just full sex on orgy. party. Yeah. Well, sorry to disappoint there, Wackily. No, this birthday. is just a bunch of guys Time getting prostitutes. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you giving this? Three and a half? I'm giving it three and a half. Three Although, and a half. if I knew how many how many cases of crabs and genital warts came out of it, I might raise my score. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see for the follow-up. People, we invite you to decide who won the, the Rapture episode here of Sick and Wrong. Go vote, sickandwrongpodcast.com. Well, we got a number of phone calls here. The Sick Wrong Hotline, 206-666-3846 is that number. And uh, before we get to that, how about a quick word from our sponsor, adamandeve.com. It's butt plug month on adamandeve.com. Show that you still care by bringing something new into the bedroom. And by something new, I mean a butt plug. Because if you order right now and use coupon code DIDDLE, you get 50% off your first item, a gift so sensual I can't even tell you about it on this podcast that talks about murder and bukkake, and on top of all of that, free shipping. 
Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, AdamandEve.com, and making a purchase with coupon code DIDDLE. That's D-I-D-D-L-E. So we've got a few phone calls here. Sick and Wrong Hotline, 206-666-3846 is that number. Uh, let's play uh, call number one. Hey, guys. This is Chris from Hawaii. Lance, i got to be honest with you, man. You are a motherfucking vagina. Seriously, dude. Uh, I was at the bar uh, a couple of weeks ago with an old sick and wrong shirt from a couple of years ago, man, and uh, I got laid just from that shirt. And, and you're going to tell me you're not See, taking advantage of all this free pussy from your own fucking podcast, and I am. Get some balls, man. Fucking ball up. And stop your fucking pussy-footed excuses <laughs> for, Oh, no one wants to bang me. Man, man, man. <laughs> Sounds you. just right. like him. Man up. Man the fuck up. Yeah, I gotta he, say, I gotta right. say, Wackley, I agree with him. I yeah. agree with him. I'm actually done. We've done this subject like the past three or four podcasts, and I am done with it because it's starting to sound very emo. No, I was about to say, Wackley, I'm worried about you because you're coming across as just sounding like this whiny, emo, Morrissey type of figure here on this podcast. There's nothing sadder than a 36-year-old emo. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, it's like I think you – I've felt like in recent weeks you've been using this podcast as a desperate attempt to get some ass. And I'm thinking, you know what? No, that would be cool because really being <laughs> self-reflective, I've just been using it to complain and feel sorry for myself, which is bullshit. I really, you have been. I, I think it's time for you to grow a satchel and go out and just shag a bird at the bar. It doesn't matter if she's old enough to be your mother or oh, grandmother she will or whatever. Be. <laughs> she will be. That's true. I'm just saying is wear your sick and wrong shirt and be proud of it. Use it to your advantage I, like this guy does. I will. But just to be clear – the that whole emo act was an attempt to get laid. <laughs> I was trying to get a sympathy fuck, but it didn't work. Uh, so I'm going to try a different tact. What I find funny about this guy, it's like, okay, you can wear your sick and wrong shirt and claim that it gets a lot of ass, but really I think it's the ether that yeah. you're uh, putting over the girl's mouth. That's a good point. His whole story about fucking getting laid because he wore a sick and wrong shirt, bullshit. <laughs> I think it's, it's the ether because when they, when they pass out, anyone can get laid. Right. A sick and wrong shirt soaked in ether might get you laid. <laughs> Here on out, no more emo whining from that end in, uh, from Alameda. Okay, I'm done. God, right, get it. off my back already. I told you I wouldn't. What do we have for call number two? Hey, boys. Keith, Lance. This is Raja. Uh, I've contacted you guys a couple times before, and you've mentioned me on the show, but you haven't quite connected the dots. Uh, D, I think you can scantily clad pictures asking if you hire me for an online smut site and uh thank oh, yeah. you and also the smut what i don't think i ever sent those pictures to you you fucking dick <laughs> i knew it they're they're part of my personal collection you know i i, I should have sometimes i usually forward most of the naked pictures we get i might have forgot with <laughs> this one gross ones <laughs> you're like oh check this out it's so disgusting I don't think your mom looked gross in that pic. <laughs> you fucking dick. Ready? Yeah. I uh, agreed that I was hot enough to show my goodies online, but uh, I was also the same girl who posted pictures of myself on Facebook wearing a second box shirt, and the girl who called in about the anal ghost, although you didn't really uh, respond well to that. Just letting you know that's who I am. I'm the... Uh, 
the dedicated chicken wrong fan who is a disgusting war model and, you know, has anal ghosts, whatever. Anyways, I did call in all the way to have a question for you guys. Um, I was not from Orange County, and the girl who had the foot fetish, uh, as Lance suggested, the foot fetish photo session or whatever, but I am from Orange County in North Carolina, but I go to school in Appalachia, North Carolina, and uh, I had a friend who had a boyfriend that was going to, uh, I guess, give her a rim job or something, I'm not really sure, but uh, he went down on her and he You was sound like, like you know. <laughs> you, can't, you can't be like, I had a friend who gave his boyfriend gave a rim job or, or something. I Something close to that, I guess. Come on, spill the well, there's not much. Beans. There's not much leeway with rim job. It's either he suck his tongue in her asshole or not. Yeah. All right, moving on. Uh, you, you have a dingleberry. Uh, and... My friend relayed this message to me, which I thought was hilarious, and I was just wondering, you know, I think he went on and knocked it out of the way and went on and finished his, his rim job, but, or, you know, butt smiling, whatever. Uh, I was just wondering what you guys would do. Have you ever had that happen, or what would you, what would you do if you went down on a girl, even, like, the hottest girl, and were just like, oh, my God, there's a dingleberry there. All right, so it's the drunk dial line, so I'm both drunk and high, so... Sorry for the long story and long question, but I uh, just wanted to help you connect the dots and uh, ask you that question. Okay. I love the show. Keep it sick. Keep it wrong. Okay. Bye, guys. Hmm. This is a conundrum. <laughs> have you ever been that experience there, Wackerly? No, I have not. I've never... Usually, it's, never... Dar- usually it's dark, though. Would you know? It's not like I have a fucking surgery light down there. I've always felt, though, that if uh, you're going to be down there anyway, you might as well just do your business. I mean, it's like you're already down there. That's what I usually say, but I I do have to mention that if she has a dingleberry, (laughs) I mean, that's the first thing that would get cleaned off even under, like, a cursory cleaning of your butt area even, not even the whole what I if find interesting. I mean, if she, if she has a dingleberry, it's definitely like she has an anal douche, right? Well, what I find interesting about it is she obviously hasn't shaved her badge or anus region. Because most girls don't have hair there, so you can't have a dingleberry. Hmm, well, that's a philosophical question in and of itself. Most I, be- I believe are... you can have a dingleberry without pubes. How could you have a dingleberry without pubes? Where, what, where's it going to dingle? How is there dingling? It might just it might be hot and there might be a sweat in the crack and it might just be shellacked to you know the inside of the that's crack. a streak that's a slick no it's like no, a no, no, slick. no it's, it's a, a berry it's, not a it's a berry a streak and a berry are just geometrically different you know i, th- I think this is semantics <laughs> we're arguing over semantics but sometimes I feel you like... have to argue over semantics and that's what i feel doing. like a dingleberry is like a little berry at the end dangling off of a pubic hair or anus hair and i think this girl that this guy was going down and obviously didn't shave. Okay, here's another. Wait, wait. Say that again. What What is it that's dangling? Because this is my it's, other question. It's a piece of feces and toilet paper wadded up dangling like a little berry at the end of an anus hair. That was my other question then. Because sometimes just lint from cotton underwear can become that something can that's up, quite yeah. – but is that a dingleberry? That's not a dingleberry. That's just lint. It might look like a dingleberry. I guess, okay, does I guess everybody know to... that that's not a dingleberry? 
Before you abort the mission, you have to determine, is that a piece of lint or is that feces-encrusted toilet paper hanging off her anus hair? And how are you going to tell unless you taste it? So, And once you taste <laughs> it, then just keep going. You should get a pen light, one of those little pen flashlights. Because if you have a little pen flashlight, you can look at it, and they're small. They're handy. You could send it to the lab. <laughs> <laughs> the I would, I would crime do, lab. What I would do is I would scan it into my iPad, and then I would do a search in my iPad to find out if it's a piece of lint or a dingleberry. It is poop. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I've never been in that situation where I've had to be like, oh, my God, abort the mission is disgusting. However, I have been down on a girl one time. I, I did go down on a girl one time. Not not rim job. I went down to uh, have oral sex with her. Which and is she a completely had, different story. It, it it is different, but she had what looked like a cold, like a like a red sore, like a blistering sore on the side of her. It might have been like an ingrown hair. Outside, it might have been something fully else. Outside? Or it was to the right of her labia. So it's like there's like a blistering red little sore there outside of the vagina. I'm not too concerned. I just keep my. I didn't. I didn't put my. I didn't move my mouth down there. I kind of like sort of licked her thighs, sort of went back up. Ha, However, you I didn't, fucking I, ass. I still had sex licked with her, thighs. which is kind of weird. I was like, I was like, it's fine. I'm fine sticking my dick in that, but my tongue. I don't know. There's a cold sore right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's a fevering blister. Yeah. But anyway, um, I think if uh, if you're in that situation, there's a little dingleberry. Do just flick it, knock it off, and just continue your work. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you're right. You're probably. Right. You, Am I drunk? You, Am I drunk? You're wasted. Yeah, yeah I'm just gonna go to town. I'm gonna. Then flick it doesn't it. matter. I'm gonna flick it. Although, that's what the I that's what the, beer, that's what the beard's for. I comb the ass out with the beard. <laughs> And it just gets rid of everything. Then I have a dingleberry in my face, but at that point, nobody gets it. It doesn't matter. No. <laughs> People call the Cigar Hotline, 206 666 3846. And uh, yeah, we will answer your philosophical questions. Oh, actually, we've got time for one email here, and then we got to hit that rapture party. Uh, this is a My Two Cents question, actually. So um, let's cue up the theme music. My Two Cents with Dean Lance. Del John wrote in. He goes, hey, it's Del John once again. And no, it is not a made-up name, you dick. <laughs> anyway, I have a two cents question. Is your dad a good dad if his exact words are, quote-unquote, two thumbs up for getting laid and two thumbs down for getting caught? I'm only 15, and this is my first time having sex. Please tell me if you want to hear the whole story. Keep it sick. Keep it wrong. What, what was that? A preview? Yeah, it's like know. a trailer. How, who did he get caught by? Well, his dad, obviously. Maybe his mom. Maybe his mom. You know, someone walked in and he was having sex, and his dad's like, you know, two thumbs up for getting laid, but then you need to cover your tracks a little bit better. Hmm. I never got so caught exactly by my is... dad having sex. So do you feel, though, that your dad would be a good dad because he's commending you for getting laid? Sure, why not? I, I, I'm kind of indifferent. I don't think it represents good or bad parenting. You know, I kind of feel if I had a child, which obviously never happened, but if I had a child and uh, I found out that he had sex at a young age, like 15, 
I'm sure my my wife would probably be like, oh my god, I can't believe you had sex. And you'd have to give him that whole lecture. But I think after she left the room, I'd probably be like, good job, kid. I, I think the best parenting option there is to be you have a fucking condom on, don't you? Because I'm not fucking raising your bastard. Because I don't you don't totally. have any fucking money, you 15 year old twerp. Yeah, I would. I think I would do the condom talk, but at the same time, I would be proud of the kid. I don't want I my kid. I don't want kid. my kid getting laid. No, because I'm just. I, I'm now even. You're more, just bitter. No, now, now even more. I'm imagining raising that fucking 15 year old little piece of shit's child. So you think this kid's dad's a bad dad? A poor father? Um, I I would beat the kid's ass. I wouldn't have given him any thumbs up at all. I disagree. I'd be like, hey, kid, as long as you're wearing a condom, it's good. But if you get that kid pregnant, you're out of the house. That but, girl's but pregnant, fi- you're but, out of the house. So 15-year-olds are stupid enough to, like, not even know how to work a condom properly. Like, you know, he's got it on his fucking head or something. Yeah, that's quite possible. I just don't, after already having raised this little piece of shit for 15 years, I don't want to have to be paying for his, you know, secondary spawn also. So from a... Purely economical standpoint. Yeah. Well, economical, free time, changing diapers. Like, my kid isn't allowed to have sex until, you know, he makes at least 80 grand a year. How about your kid's not allowed to have sex until he's 18, and then you don't have to, he's no longer your financial burden. I still think you have to take care of his spawn if he's just leaving it in a ditch. Yeah, maybe, I don't know. Yeah, no, he needs but, to you know, he needs to have a job, a house, a car, you know, a retirement plan. Then he can think about putting his dick into a vagina. I'm just surprised that someone named Del John could get laid at 15. What's the girl's name? <laughs> <laughs> Del Jane. I don't know, but I, I just picture some kind of like barnyard animal. I don't know. Well, he didn't okay. say it wasn't a barnyard animal. <laughs> Thumbs up for getting laid, thumbs down for getting caught, thumbs really down for ruining dinner. <laughs> People, you can email us at sickandwrongpodcast at hotmail.com. If you haven't already joined the Sick and Wrong Forum, just go to sickandwrongpodcast.com, click on forum, and uh, yeah, you can, re- you can meet an entire new world of sexual deviance. Learn things that you never wanted to learn. See things you'll never be able to unsee. So go to the Sick Wrong Forum and sign up today. Also, uh, thank you, everybody, for subscribing to the show on iTunes um, and leaving us ratings. You know, we're, we're fast, like we're quickly approaching 1,000. So uh, thank you, and uh, continue to support the show. Um, also, uh, new T-shirts are on the way. Currently, if you want to order anything, go to the Cafe Press store. Because right now I only have a couple shirts left. So for the next couple weeks, we will have the new Sick and Wrong tees, and they're very impressive. Uh, Finally here, the Sick and Wrong Song of the Week was sent in by Pastor Frank. Pastor Frank says, you will know the rapture has begun when you hear this song. And I always thought it would be Blondie, because didn't Blondie do a song called The Rapture? Oh, Jesus, please don't play Blondie. (laughs) That's like when Frank Sinatra died. And every station played My Way, which My is like the way, worst yeah. fucking Frank Sinatra song ever. Well, no, he actually sent a song that I haven't heard in years. Warm Leatherette by The Normals. You know that song? Have you no, ever heard it? Not at all. 
So he's saying if you hear the beginning of this song, Pastor Frank predicts the rapture has begun. So we're going to end the show with Warm Leatherette by the Normals. Thank you, Frank, for saying that in. So uh, it you know, remains to be seen whether we're going to be raptured or not. If we're raptured, uh, you're probably not going to have a show next week because I'll be burning in hell and Lance will be getting blowjobs from 40 virgins in heaven. Uh, if we're not raptured, then uh, we'll be back next week with episode 278. So until then, take a sleazy. Let's hope.
since I was drunk, I thought I'd call the drunk dial line and say, um, I guess I didn't really have anything to say. Um, I watched the movie Network the other night, and it's really fucking awesome. You guys should watch it. Keep it sick and keep it wrong.